Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I am Pastor Jack King. I am your host. And as always, just excited to be with you on a Sunday morning here on WTSM 97.9, your sports monster. We're on Sunday mornings from 7 to 8. We talk about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We talk about the church and all that God is doing We do have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another. And uh, Well, that's the way we've done it now for show number. Let's see here. I didn't write the number down here, but I'll tell you just a second here. (laughs) We are moving right along. This will be show number 940 today. (laughs) That's amazing, isn't it? Amen. I've been doing this right at 17 years or 18 years. It's been an awful lot of fun. And I am just privileged to have Brother Barry Barwick back with me. He is a singer with a group called Highway 316. And, of course, if you are a regular listener to this show, you know Pastor King loves Southern Gospel music. So anytime I get a chance to to get one of these groups or somebody from one of the groups into the studio, and we'll just talk about what you do. Brother Barwick, welcome to the show, or welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be here. It, it's good to have you here. Now, the last time you were here, you had to, almost a whole group with you. Almost. <laughs> and we got a chance to, to meet them and uh, found out I, one of the guys I actually had known, I didn't know. But I heard you singing over at the American Legion well, back in February. Yes, sir. And I uh, had a chance to have you to come on over. And so, first of all, let's just talk about the, the event. You're right at five years. We're coming up on five years. Of the, of the group, through Highway 316. Yes, sir. And you're going to have a big anniversary celebration. Uh, this is actually Hazelhurst, George. No, wait a minute. No, that's, that's this all This is wrong. in Woolley Park in Panacea. Woolley Park. Where the Blue Crab Festival is held every year. Okay. All right. And so it's November the 9th from 4 until. Yes, sir. And we don't know what that till is. We don't know what the till is. <laughs> We're going to let the Lord lead. And you got other groups that are going to be singing with you. Yes, sir. you got Reborn. From Hohenwald, Tennessee. And Abundant. Hohenwald, Tennessee. Hohenwald. Yes, sir. Hohenwald. <laughs> Tennessee. And Abundant Grace from Georgia. Yes, sir. Yeah. Now, do you know these groups? I mean, these are people that you sing with from time to time? Actually, this is a, a full circle here. Reborn is the group that was playing at our pastor appreciation the year that we got started. And Kenneth walked in, and that's when the Lord spoke to me. He said, y'all can be doing this. And our lead guitar player, Greg, was sitting on the back pew, and I walked back there to him tear trickling down his cheek and i said you know lord just spoke to me and said we could be doing this very thing and our first sing our church's homecoming is the day following our homecoming right here uh-huh and that was our first sing that year was our homecoming so you were there at the homecoming at your home church. That was Pastor Appreciation Day when we got listening the to seed Rebo- planted. Listening to Reborn. Listening to Reborn. And you said to yourself, well, the Lord spoke to you. Yes, sir. And said, you all could be doing this. Amen. And, and when, when God said that to you, you immediately thought about, thought about Kenneth. Yes, sir. Yeah. Kenneth, for those of you who may not remember, and of course this was back in February when we did the show before, uh, Kenneth Taylor. Yes, right? sir. Pastor's son. Yes, sir. There at the church you attend. Which is the name of the church? Uh, his dad is his pastor at Christian Worship Center there okay. in Medart. My the dad's my att- pastor at Panacea Full Gospel Assembly. Okay, as long as you can keep all that straight. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chore sometimes, Brother Jack, I tell you. So so you are a, a PK. Yes, sir. And Kenneth is a PK. Yes, sir. But 
No, so he wasn't there that day, or was he there? That, he, a, he had walked. He had just walked in. He had come over to the sing at, at your dad's church, yes, the church you attend. And and the Lord spoke to you and said you could be doing this. And then you went to Kenneth and said, "Hey, we could be doing this." And then you went to Greg and said, "Hey, we could be doing this." That's right. And God just put it together. Put it and, together. And, and, and you're all three are still part of it. Yes, sir. After five years. Yes, sir. That in itself is amazing. It is. And it's it, very amazing. Now, there's the, the, how many are there total in the group? Well, that all depends on what you want to include, including our sound man okay. and my son, which right. has toured with us the past two summers when he's out of and, school. And, that's and, and every weekend seeing that he can make when it's close by, uh, he makes with us if we don't have to travel far. Okay. Uh, that's Gus. That makes six. Okay. So it's just three singers and then Gus. Four singers. Four singers. Okay. All right. Let's see. You, uh, Kenneth, and then uh, uh, Tater. Oh, Tater, that's right. I remember Tater sitting right over there last time. Tater right? yeah. and Greg yeah, and Gus. That's right, fine young man. And he's, he he uh, he sings a few by himself sometimes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, okay. quite a few. So Highway 316, You uh, most of you are from down along the coast down there yes, somewhere. Yes, sir. Or maybe all of you. We're, we're all from Walcola County except Tater. He still okay. lives in Thomasville. Right. And your style, I mean, do you say we're Southern Gospel or – more. We're Southern gospel. We're told with a little country twang. That's completely <laughs> understandable. I come yeah. up out of bars. The Lord yeah. saved me from drinking and 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 drugs and and uh, uh, I I got a country background. Sure, and, and sure. it's told we got a little country twang in our in <laughs> yeah. our Southern gospel. I, I would agree with that. But you know what? I like a little twang. Amen. And, and uh, I say that a lot of times on the the music show we do or that I do. I said I don't little twang doesn't scare me. <laughs> Because you know some of the, the what we call the big time groups, some of them got some twang to yes, them sir. too, and uh, they've they've done real well. Yes, sir. <laughs> As a matter of fact, one of my favorite groups is uh, New Tradition. Yes, sir. And them gals, now they got some twang. I, I've heard them. I love them. Yeah, but they 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 sing very very well, and yes, I enjoy sir. it. I enjoy the music an awful lot. But now, so your background, I mean, you grew up in church. Right? No. No, you didn't. I grew up in a bar room until I was 16 when my dad got saved. That's right. Uh, This is coming back to me. Tell us about that. Well, uh, for years, my mom was raised in a church in Missouri, in lower Missouri. And my dad, his dad was a pastor at one time in his life. And his dad walked out of the church. And when he did... You know, like father, like son, dad followed right along, and and, uh, he got in the world, and he got into a a world of drugs and alcohol, and uh, you name it, he's done it. He's been there, and uh, got the scars to prove it, and when my dad got saved, I had already been seeing that lifestyle, Mm -hmm. and I went to church with him about three years. And I decided I was old enough to go on my own. I wanted to do my own thing. And I did. I run in the world. And I run hard for 21 more years. And uh, I tried to do everything that I had seen my dad do before, mm-hmm. you know. And at some point, God's going to get your attention. And when he did, you know, that those little knocks, yeah. they're, they're faint sometimes, but every once in a while he'll reach up and he'll give a hard head a good knock. <laughs> And he gave mine a good knock, and he got my attention, so, brother. So during that 21 years when you were outside of, of faith, God never gave up on you, did he? No, I mean, sir. He, he was there. No, sir. And from time to time, you'd hear that voice, 
but then you you kept choosing the way you were going. But and I want to get back to that in a minute. But let's get back to your dad. Yeah, sure. Okay, you say he his dad was a preacher at one point in at his one life. Point, yes, sir. And his dad got something happened in the church. Don't ask me what, brother. I've never what. asked that question. But he was he was pastoring a church. Yes, sir. And something something happened, and and uh, see, I think about that. And I say how sad that is, and how often that is repeated. Uh, people don't re- often realize that what what a pastor goes through to to pastor a church, it's not an easy life. And a lot of people say, "Well, what do you you you, you work for three hours on Sunday?" That's, I mean, I'm sure your dad's probably heard that. You probably heard that too. Yeah, sure. Uh, but there's nothing further from the truth. Amen. But but pastoring is is a is a choice that you make because you feel like that God's called you to do it. But your 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 dad. No, wait a minute. It'd be your grandfather. Mm-hmm. So he's pastoring a church. He gets hurt some way or another. He leaves the church, but sounds to me like he also left God. My understanding, he he completely walked away. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. which is a little harder to understand. But sometimes uh, hurt goes deep, and uh, so so he he goes back and and he he's back out in the world. And of course. Uh, Follow that influence, and we and we know that we know this is true for anybody that's outside of the church. Yes, People sir. don't realize that the price that they're paying when they make that choice. Amen. And sometimes it's just people just decide I don't want to get up every morning and go to church, and they they don't realize that how damaging that can be because now your children are not going to have that influence. Amen. And uh, so, as you said, your dad chose that path, and then. Uh, uh, or your grandfather chose that path, and then your dad followed right along, and then here you are, same way. Yes, sir. Now, let's talk about your your. Did your grandfather ever come back to the faith? Up until the day he passed, I can't say, but I know that a thief hung on a cross. Amen. Beside Jesus, it's always that hope in there, and yeah. and said, "Father," and he told him he would be with him that day in paradise. Wow! And you know, we all know. Yeah. That with that dying breath, there's always that chance. Yes. And, and I, I just believe that I'm going to see my grandfather in heaven. And we hang day. on to that hope, don't we? Amen. Because we've got to have hope. Amen. Hope, hope is essential. So your dad, how? Uh, and you said he followed the, the way of the world. Mm-hmm. How old was he when he got saved? 35, 35 I want to say. Yes, yeah, sir. And do you know what brought that about? Brother, uh the Lord just got to dealing with him uh, individually in his own special way, you know. Uh, uh, sometimes the Lord has an easy task with uh-huh. someone, and sometimes people like me, he's got that hard head to bump <laughs> on. I, I got my hard head on us, bro. Uh-huh. And uh, Dad was having things just, just happen repeatedly back to back to back to him that was just – he didn't know at the time was steering him to the church and my dad heard a sermon i've heard him this uh mentioned this many times in the pulpit he heard a sermon when he was 12 years old heaven or hell and he had looked up at 12 years old at the pastor's wife playing that guitar and he made the lord a promise that night said lord if you'll teach me to play that i'll play it for you huh now Fast forward to the age of 33, 34, 
my dad was we, we, we born and raised on the water we worked some type of the water all our life crabbing fishing shrimping and dad had shrimp boats at that time and they were out off of uh yankee town florida and the boats were bouncing up and down and he went to cross back from one boat to the other and as he went to cross he slipped and fell between the stern of two boats and he caught himself with his arm and the boat come down on his arm and pinched his arm in between both boats wow only god knows why it didn't come off that mm-hmm. night but on the way home as he was looking at his arm swelling up bigger than his leg those words came back to him the wow. lord spoke to wow. him that night and said you promised me Wow. Because he had looked up and he said, Lord, please don't let me lose my guitar playing arm. And the Lord spoke to him and said, you promised me. And that's when it all turned, started turning back around. And that started the process. Yes, sir. And do you have any idea how long after that before he, he just said, hey, God, I'm going to give it to you? It was within the next year or so. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. He, he, he's, he's made testimony in the pulpit that had he known a little that same little preacher over in Perry, was praying for him that year uh my grandmother went over to him and said pray for my boy she wanted him to stay out of jail and get out of trouble that old pastor over there knew what he needed and he prayed for god to mash him <laughs> really yes sir wow so so you this is a pastor that you know now i'm assuming in perry uh since passed on but yeah. went on to be with the lord but and yes so, sir so you, fine so, man so your your mother did, did she go to church there or she just happened to be attending no uh Mom took us to church occasionally when we were little, but uh, she had drifted out into the world with Dad. Uh-huh. So but that particular pastor, why was she there at that church? Oh, my grandmother? Yeah. A long-time friend. Okay. Known, him, known okay. him a very long time. And so she said, pray for my son. And uh, and so he did. Yes, sir. But see, sometimes people think that's uh, just in passing. That's no big deal. But I'm telling you what, those prayers, they they work. They really do. And so, not long after that, this incident happens, and your dad is is uh, being stirred by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And he's he's realizing something's something's happening here. So he comes to faith. And now, how long after that before he felt the call to the ministry? From what I gather, it was four years before he started preaching. Uh-huh. And at about three years when the Lord really started tugging on him. Wow. And uh, I, I, I'm witness to, and he's shared it now, so I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to uh, admit it even here on the air. Uh, he cleaned our cupboards. God cleaned our cupboards trying to get my dad to preach. Really? He, he was holding back. He, would, he, he just would not go. And one particular Christmas, uh, I remember it as one of the best ones of my life. Uh-huh. Mom and Dad remembered as one of the years when they looked at each other and said, what are we going to do for the boys for this Christmas? Wow. But we had family time, brother. And uh, we had an old friend stop in from when we used to live in Havana, Florida, and stopped in to visit. And we had mullet and cheese grits that Christmas. Really? And uh, me and my brother felt very, very blessed. But uh, Dad was still had not surrendered to preach. He was helping our pastor, uh-huh. but he had not surrendered to preach. and. Uh, through the blessings of that Christmas, uh, when your cupboards are bare and you come home and there's six sacks of groceries in the uh, mid-80s now, sitting on your front porch with a little envelope in it with some monetary gift in it. Really? 
And, and he, he had no he, idea where he, it came from, do you? He walked that monetary gift down beside the river. We lived on the river in Carabell, Florida. And he walked that monetary gift down to the river, and he said, Lord, whatever you want from me, I'll do. Huh. <laughs> I mean, but you have no idea who brought that? No, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, God knew all about it. Amen. So, so at that time, I'm assuming it, that your dad was doing secular work that maybe it had kind of dried up the – was he fishing then? or He was uh, welding at the time. And just wasn't any work? He was welding, but it was enough to get us by. Uh-huh. Right. Yes, sir. So now comes this time in his life, you got to make it a change. So he says, God, whatever you want me to do. And I'm sure God began to show this up. But how long after that was he actually pastoring a church? That I can't say. I was already out of the house. Yeah. Uh, when when he started pastoring, but I know when the move came back to Walcolla County, that was the farthest place my dad wanted to be from. He didn't want to go back to Walcolla County because everybody knew him uh-huh. then. Right. They didn't know him now, and the acceptance of you know what's that going to be like, and uh, through a couple of revivals for that with that same pastor that had prayed for him there in Panacea. Uh, the house my dad grew up in had wisteria vines growing through the windows of it. And when he called some of the people that had been encouraging him to start a church there down to look, uh, they went to the next day, they went to pulling wisteria vines out of the window, and that's really? the church today. And yes, they sir. started in, in the old house? Yes, sir. The house <laughs> he was raised in. Is that right? And, yes, and is that where the church is still at? Yes, sir. So they just went in and renovated it and got it ready to go? Renovated. We've added on. Yes, sir. <laughs> How about that? And is that a Baptist church? It's uh, Panacea Full Gospel Assembly. Full We're gospel. non-denominational. Okay. It's Panacea Full Gospel Assembly. Yes, sir. In the old house where you, your dad grew up. Yes, sir. That's amazing. And I bet you made it real nice. I bet it, I bet it's just as pretty as it could be. It's wonderful. I love it. <laughs> that is that is great. And so now you, like I say, you were already out of the house by that time. Yes, sir. And uh, as you said, you were living in the world at that time. So how long was it after that that you came to the faith? I was 40 when I got saved. I was 19 when I was completely out of the house. Okay. So from the time that your dad started the church, how long was it before you came to the faith? I'd have to say 18, 19 years. Oh, so wow. Okay. Now, did you go back and visit the church? I guess you did from time to time. Yeah, sure. And then you, I, you, you know, my brother and I both, we went for Mother's Day, Father's Day, right. Christmas, uh, plays and stuff. Because you're still adjusting to the idea that your dad is a pastor now. Because <laughs> that's, not, a little. That's, that's not the way you were raised. I exactly. Mean, so, so, so this is a, a new adjustment in your life. And so you go back to the – or go to the church where he's pastoring and you listen to your dad preach it. Yes, sir. And so did, was it taking effect? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, a, little, a little bit at a time, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, God's got in His mercy. He's mm-hmm. He's He's starting to penetrate, but sometimes, as you said, hard headed. <laughs> so, so, but but eventually, it did get through. Yes, sir. Now, tell us about when the, when it actually took place. Well, I remember uh, about three three and a half years before I got saved, I stood with some of the members of Reborn uh, were down visiting. They're very close friends. They've become very dear friends to my dad and us through him. 
but I was standing beside uh, a husband and wife, and I was leaving fingerprints on the back of the pew. Is that right? altar call, and the Lord was dealing very, very strongly with me that day. I left tear stains on that pew, and she bumped me, and she said, you want to go down to the altar? And I said, no, ma'am. And at that point, I basically quit going to church at all. I wouldn't come for Mother's Day. I wouldn't come for Father's Day. Uh, and, conviction and, uh, was getting too close, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, sir. It was. And uh, when, when I was 40, my wife won tickets to a, a big outdoor country concert over in uh, just outside of Dothan. And we had an auto accident. And the state trooper kept walking around that car, looking at that car crumpled up. Just The front end was just mashed all the way into the dashboard almost. And he kept looking at me and shaking his head. And I finally got the courage to ask him what what's going on. He said, just less than two weeks ago, I rode up this same exact vehicle, same exact impact. That man is gone. Huh. And his wife is a vegetable for the rest of her life. Wow. And here you are walking around. It's not even. And my dad had a tag on the front of that car. I'd borrowed his car to go out of town. It was cheap on gas. But uh, it said Jesus saved. And as crumpled as the front of that car was, the tag didn't have a scratch on it. And I pointed to that. And I said, my dad's a pastor. I said, and he's been praying for me for over 25 years. And I probably used every one of them up tonight. (laughs) So was that the moment, or was it shortly after that? Or I went home, and I celebrated, brother. I was still in the world, and I celebrated living through that accident. I bought me an eight ball of cocaine and a half a gallon of liquor, and I, I enjoyed me a night. And when I woke up the next morning, that's when the Lord really started convicting me, telling me, this is it. Wow. And 11 days after that accident, I got down beside my bedside, and uh, I got sincere and personal. Wow. And that's what it takes is a personal relationship right. with Jesus Christ. So you weren't in a church service or anything like that? You were just, just Two you. Two o'clock you, in the morning. You and God. And got the Holy Spirit just all over you. And, yes, sir. And dealing with you. And God opened those spiritual eyes and allowed you to see the truth. Amen. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's a great story. It's a great story of the work of God and work of the Holy Spirit because that's what He does. And uh, when the Scripture says, "You know, your your group, <laughs> God so loved the world," uh, there's there's a lot of truth to that Amen. because He loved you so much that He He chased you. Now, uh, Highway three sixteen has some music for us, and so we're going to go ahead and play some of that. And I think my CD player got. Reshift it, so I'm gonna set, <laughs> set that up here for us. All right, we're ready to go now. This first group, you want to tell us about it? It's called the day I. Wait a minute, I got. Wait a minute, the day I got lost. That's what that's, I wrote. That's the song. The day I got lost. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. Okay. <laughs> for some reason, or another it wasn't making sense to me, but it, it does. I picked that up this year. It, uh, it's a song by Jeff Talbert with the Primitives. Uh-huh. Uh, when we were on board the Gospel Cruise this year in January with my mom and dad. Uh, I seen his CD, I picked it up, and I, I automatically knew I had to hear that song. The Day I Got Lost. The Day I Got All Lost. Right. As I look back across All the air 
still made mistakes Along the good old way And like Paul the Apostle That's a little bit different twist there. Which is I get, the day I got lost because we're used to hearing it say the day I got saved. Amen. <laughs> but uh, I realized through that song, brother, what, it, when, when I bought it on the ship, that we was on the gospel cruise. You know, I, I didn't have no CD player or anything. I could not wait to get back to my car and hear that song. And my wife probably got sick of that song between Tampa <laughs> and Panacea. But it helped me realize also a man can't get saved. Uh-huh. Till he realizes he's lost. Yeah, yeah. And the day I got lost was the day I got saved. Yeah, I, I've been teaching a lot about uh, the third chapter of John about when Nicodemus came to Jesus, and Jesus said, "You you must be born again." And uh, the thing is that people don't often realize that what was it that Nicodemus asked, and what Nicodemus Nicodemus wanted to know is how did you do the miracles? And Jesus said. You have to be born again, which tells me this is a, was a very spiritual experience. This didn't happen in the flesh. Spiritual eyes become open. Amen. You see. Amen. This is the uh, Gospel on the Radio talk show. I appreciate you tuning in this morning here on WTSM 97.9, your sports monster, where for seven to eight on Sunday mornings, we get to talk about the church. As I say, dreams and visions and well, God is good. That's just what I've learned. I have the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry. We're located at 720 Capital Circle Northeast. We are in the uh, Crescent Park Plaza. We start at 1105 this morning, so you have time to get there. Bring the family. And uh, also, you can go to frcm.us. That's our website, and it'll tell you all about Freedom Road, something that we're doing in the month of November. At Freedom Road, we believe in life. We believe that life is uh, for the unborn and for those who are born. And so what we do, or we're going to do that in the month of February, November, to celebrate life is if you come, bring the babies, and we're going to give you diapers for a whole week. <laughs> 
Now, I'll tell you what I did, Brother Barrick, on the on the music show. I kind of messed up. <laughs> and I said, we're going to give you a week's worth of babies. <laughs> I was listening to it after I pre-recorded the show, and I was driving home. I listened to it. And I just started laughing. I said, no, we're not going to give you a week's worth of babies, but we will give you a week's worth of diapers. Amen. So bring the babies. But you have to be there on Sunday morning for the service, and we'll do this at the end of the service. So this is way our our way of saying we believe in life. And as Jesus says, he comes to give you life and life more abundant. Amen. Also, I want to let you know that this show will be on the podcast. What did I say, Brother Barrick? Uh, 940? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, well, nine, show 940. If you go to the podcast, give it about a week. All you got to do is type in Pastor Jack King Tallahassee, and then you have a choice of all the different shows we've done, as well as the daily broadcast. You can uh, uh, listen to them. You know, the daily broadcast are five minutes. They, they work real well as devotionals. If you want to go there, you can also tune in Monday through Friday on 94.1 for that show. And also, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, is a Saturday night gospel sing. It's a full hour of Southern gospel music, uh, and I'm the host of that show as well. So I think that brings you up to date on everything except my good friends Robin and Jim, AAA Constant Comfort. I'd like to mention them because they've been helping me do this show ever since we started in 2002. And uh, they do heating and air conditioning, and they're very good at what they do. 893-9566. Give them a call. A new unit. Get the old one repaired. They are the guys to call. Brother Barry Barwick is my guest here today with Highway 316. They sing Southern Gospel music and uh, want to talk about the fifth year anniversary celebration. And this is in the form of a sing. Yes, you'll sir. be singing. And uh, tell, just go ahead and tell us all about it. Well, uh, we, we've got uh, Hohenwald, the group coming out of uh, uh, Reborn, the group coming out of Hohenwald, Tennessee. And we've got Abundant Grace Trio coming out of uh, uh, Hazelhurst, Georgia. They're going to be helping us that evening. We're just going to have a good time with fellowship. We're going to cook up some barbecue and and, uh, serve up some plates. That won't cost you a dime. We are asking for a love offering if you feel like it. If the Lord lays it on your heart, whatever he lays on your heart, that's going to go to help support the scene and the groups that are coming down. we're just just getting together for for an afternoon of fellowship, brother. It costs money to put these type of things on, so I'm sure you'd appreciate any help with all of that. Now, is this an inside event or outside? It's outside. It's, it's right outside. there where they hold the Blue Crab Festival every year, right there in the middle of Panacea. Now, what is our uh, backup plan? If we have to have a backup plan, we're going to go to our church at Panacea Full and Gospel it's, Assembly. It's close enough. Yeah, sure. It's about a mile down the road. You can make the transition there. It's always good to have a backup plan. Amen. You know, I think probably about half the events that I've ever planned outside didn't work because <laughs> you never know. It may, it may it may not rain. It may snow. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's just there's no telling when you when you uh, take it on nature like that. So it's always good to have a backup plan. But for, it is Florida. Give it five minutes. It'll change again. <laughs> that's that's true. But in November. Usually, if it rains in November, that's that's a cold rain. Yes, sir. And nobody wants to be caught out of that. No, sir. We, uh, if if we see a good rain coming, we're just gonna gonna move over to the church, and okay. uh, I believe we can accommodate everybody. Just come on down and have a good time with us. Well, uh, so what I'm seeing here, uh, let's see, an afternoon of celebrating five years and working for our Lord. Um, it says music, fellowship, and Southern 
barbecue. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Now, who's doing the barbecue? Uh, we've got a, a, a parishioner at our church that's got a big old smoker, and <laughs> I made the phone call today. We've got 16 big Boston butts coming down, and uh, we're, we're making preparations to try and feed whoever comes i hope <laughs> i've been asked what's going to happen if we run out of food if we run out of food we still going to have music and fellowship there you go but uh i'm hoping we run out of food and, and the wind next is just right down the road amen <laughs> so it sounds like a great time it really does that's november the 9th uh from four till yes sir now from the time that this airs which will be the 26th i think of october that's not very far away couple weeks two so, weeks so you can be making plans to go on down to panacea now it's possible brother Byrick, that uh, there may be somebody that doesn't know where panacea is but you might want to tell them well if you leave tallahassee and get down to highway 98 and stay on 98 you're going through panacea you go can't right miss it. it yeah it's beautiful country down there yes sir and, uh, i love the salt air <laughs> and it's a nice drive if, if you're if you some some Sunday afternoon you don't have anything else to do and you just want to go for a drive, that's a nice area to go because a lot of country roads and you look over and you see the palmetto bushes and all that kind of stuff and you'll you'll see some deer and some Amen. turkey and and all kinds of stuff like that. Then you get on down to the water and you get to see the boats and and uh, I think there's some pretty good seafood places down in there too if if you're, yes, if you're sir. into that sort of thing. <laughs> yes sir, we have some of the best seafood in the yeah, state in my yeah. own humble opinion. But on and this day, Woolly Park is right there on Dickerson Bay, so we'll okay. be right there overlooking the water. Okay. And then, of course that day is going to be barbecue. Yes sir. Now, now when you say barbecue, are we talking about baked beans and and that sort of thing or is it just a barbecue? We've got uh the local churches are uh-huh. kind of pitching in and bringing a side dish from each oh, church, and yes, uh, so yes. and we just requested of them whatever might go along with barbecue. And we're you providing go. barbecue and slaw. If nobody shows up with a side dish, we're gonna have some barbecue and slaw. <laughs> and I bet you're gonna have some sweet tea. Yes, sir. To go along with it. That sounds like it sounds like a, a good time. And uh, from Tallahassee, it take you what about uh, thirty minutes? Forty-five. Forty-five tops. minutes. Yeah. So it'd be a nice drive on a. That is a Saturday, right? Yes, sir. Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon. Go on down around 4 o'clock. Have some barbecue. Sit out and uh, he says here, bring your chair and a friend. That's right. <laughs> and so you can sit out there and enjoy some good music and have some great food and some great fellowship. Amen. And, and so, okay. Well, we'll mention it again before we go, but uh, we'll play you another song here. And this one features you and your son. Which one are we playing? Uh, let's see. Number two is Tater. Yeah, no, okay. Let's see. I've got, yeah. Yeah, what, number two. All right. With Tater. But uh, I thought I said it was the well, one. I've been on my way to heaven. Who's that? For a long time. And many things have happened. That's clouded my mind. But I am more determined to walk narrow ways. I've got Oh 
I've got more to go to heaven for than I had yesterday. Uh, that uh, featured Tater. Yes, sir. <laughs> Tater was a young man that came the last time that you all were here. He was here, and I enjoyed him. He's he's got a good heart, <laughs> that brother. And uh, now how long he's been with you from the beginning too? Uh, no, sir. He came in about a year into our service. Uh-huh. Uh, I had to have rotator repair. Uh-huh. It's very difficult to play a guitar when you've had shoulder surgery. Ah. And uh, he come in to fill in, and he filled in for I think three songs that we had, or three things that we had, and. He asked me, could he keep coming on down to practice right. when we still had opportunity to practice? It seems to get more challenging as the years go by, but uh, he, he showed up to a couple practices, and he was sitting there uh, playing on the piano quite a bit, and he took off singing one day. Oh, really? And when he did... You, you didn't know he could sing. He, I did not. <laughs> I didn't have a clue he could sing, but when he took off on that piano and started singing, I want to stroll over heaven with you. Wow. I, I told him, I said, whether you know it or not, you just became a permanent part. How <laughs> <laughs> about that? You know, the, the, to me, watching and seeing the young people uh, gravitating to the music is a blessing to me because people say all the time, say, well, that music is only for old people. But but more and more, I'm seeing young people who, who enjoy it. And I say this, if a person likes country music, then you'll love Southern Gospel because Amen. it's in the same family. It's just more anointed. That's, That's right. <laughs> uh, there was a young man that uh, I met out of the Lighthouse Children's Home with the Chuck Wagon Gang. And wait a minute, I'm trying to think what's his name. Uh, anyway, he tall. Have you, have you seen them recently? I have not. Well, he sings bass with them. Okay, it just as like, like a, a string bean. I mean, just tall and straight, very shy. Okay, so I got a chance to talk to him after the singing, and I said, uh, uh, did you ever think that you would ever be singing with the Chuck Wagon Gang? And he said, oh, I wanted to. He said, I prayed that I could. And so evidently he, he met them, whatever, and he knew all their songs because they, they he, he listened to them over and over again, and he sings bass with them. Because, you know, the Chuck Wagon Gang, they only had the guitar, and they, they harmonized, and he's just... He just fits right in with him, and, and but he was a young man that had a dream in his heart to sing Southern gospel music. Now that's a blessing to me, Amen. Because I I love the music so much, and I think uh, in, in my family I have five children, and they all have great voices. Not a one of them are into Southern gospel music, and I go, what a shame. <laughs> <laughs> they, they like the more contemporary style of music. But yes, said, what, what a shame! And I can just uh, my my daughter Sarah has a beautiful voice. She can sing opera, and I thought, boy, I, I think Sandy Patty. You know? <laughs> she could she could belt it out, but it's just not where she's at. So. <laughs> That's with Tater uh, when he came, and you know the songs he sings. I remember from my youth. I'm over fifty now. Tater's in his mid twenties. I know these songs were long before yeah, he was born, yeah. and like you said, just to see him drawn to that music instead of today's t- uh, right. contemporary, right. It, it it really is it, it it's amazing. But and loves them. He he sits down sometimes and and belts out songs that he'll tell you, like I used to when I was drinking. I don't know that song. I'd get half run up and I, I could do the song huh. it was in the back of my mind right but he does that just off the wall he'll, he'll just start playing a song and start singing it and 
I, I forgot I knew that one, and we'll write it down. Okay, we got another one to add to your repertoire. Well, that's a gift. Amen. That is, that's a gift of God. Yes, sir. It really is. Uh, I have thought this, Brother Barry. If I, if I had the time to do it, and it would take resources to put together some type of a competition just to smoke out some of these young people that are, that are into the music – you know, put together some some type of a of a thing to where you say, okay, uh, you come and sing, or maybe a, your group or whatever, or you play, and give them give them a, a stage, and and then do it in a competition type form. And I, I would I would love to do that because organizing is kind of what I do. Amen. <laughs> it's, it's just a it's just something I love to do. I mean, I've put together all types of youth events over the years. I was a regional youth director for the Open Bible Churches for our region for 30 years. I've, I've planned all kinds of events. And I would love to do something like that. But it would require time. Amen. And I would be inclined to give the time, but I don't have the money. <laughs> and so maybe there's something I'm, I'm – planting a seed out there you never know that uh there's something if i get enough musicians that the groups and stuff because i know a lot of the groups that maybe that's something we could pull off because i know i mentioned that one time and yeah i'm having trouble recalling names right now but a, a brother that came through one time he sang in our church and he's a producer and he's one of those guys that if you give him the music he's going to make the cd and he said that he would he would do one of those for free for whoever won the competition, as instead of, and I'm sure I could track him down. He'd probably still do it. Amen. And uh, I know Calvin Gann over in Panama City. He probably would get involved in something like that. It's just an idea. But the thing about it is that I know they're out there. Amen. I, I know there's young people that, uh, and sometimes because they may be afraid somebody may make fun of them. They may be a secret. <laughs> may, may hold back. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get them out there like, like a tater there. You say, wow, I didn't know you could sing like that. <laughs> so, well, it's just, it's just an idea. Because the thing about it is that you do, like if when you go out to the Lighthouse Children's Home to the singings, a lot of gray hair out there. <laughs> you go up to Thomasville to Brother Billy singings, a lot of gray hair. and uh, But yet, in the interspersed there there'll be some young people and I've made it my business a lot of times I know I'm on my stump here so I'm, I'm going to let you talk in a minute but, I, but I've made it my business when I go places and I see young people there I go ask them I said do you, do you enjoy this oh I love this so they're not just there because somebody drug them amen amen <laughs> Radio audience, this is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. Brother Barry Barwick is my guest today. Highway 316 is the name of the group. We've been talking to him about that and about how God brought him to the faith. And then, and then you started the group. And he told us about how that on a Sunday morning at his dad's church or the church where he attends, mm-hmm. a group comes to sing. And, and it's just like, wow, we can do this. Had you ever thought about it before? No, sir. That that day, when they came to your church to sing, that was the day. But you knew you could sing, right? I was singing in my dad's church at the time. Yeah, and, and you used to sing in bars. I said, okay, so you uh, had, yes, so, sir. So you had that that background and singing in your dad's church, mm-hmm. and so you hear this group and you go, hey, we can do this. And uh, five years ago, five years ago, and uh, so where all have you gone? I mean, you've been all over the, the, the region, or you more more in the southeast? Uh, we've been to Virginia three times now, and uh, we went back again this year. That's that was a wonderful blessing. We uh, we go to Atlanta to a church up there 
a couple times a year. We have been since we started. They they were one of our first churches. Okay. We've been over in Alabama a couple times, but mostly we stay Thomasville, Cairo, Walcola County. We've been up here in Leon County a couple times. Now, do you sing every Sunday? No, sir. No? No. We. Uh, this has been our busiest year. I can't tell you how many things we've had, but if I had to take a rough guess, I'd say 20 to 25. Okay. But you're open? To other, yes, sir. Somebody out there listening, and uh, you have influence in your church or whatever. Uh, would you be ready to go? All they got to do is give us a call. Okay, tell them where to call. That's, that's my personal number is eight five zero five seven zero eight three nine five. I hold the booking book for us, and uh, I've, I've got our dates ready to know if we're booked up or right. not. And as of right now, we only have one booking in twenty twenty. Okay, so we're, we're kind of wrapped up the rest of the year, but after that, we're okay. Well, the thing is, is it uh, if you've been listening this morning, you've heard the music, and you know whether that's what you like or whatever. You know they're going to be a little country, and, and what and, they're hearing is coming yeah. off a live recording, right? And they they play their own instruments, so so you don't go necessarily and have a CD no, sure. with with music on it. You play the music and you sing. We play the music. So, we're all musicians. So you have what the guitar and the drums and the keyboard. Uh, he he. He goes back and forth between keyboard and bass, plays okay. the bass a lot. So Tater plays the bass. Tater plays the bass. Okay. I play rhythm guitar, Greg plays lead guitar, and Kenneth plays drums. Okay. And what's Gus play? Gus plays. <laughs> uh, is he learning anything? Uh, he's he's fooled around a little bit on the guitar, and, and uh, uh, for those that know uh, drums, uh, percussion, uh, there's a instrument called a cajon. It's yeah, a, it's a sure. little wooden box. Right, right. You you tap on it in different places, makes different sounds, just right. like a regular drum set. Right. I mean, uh, primitive, but a, a drum set. And Gus has played around a little bit with that. We got him one last year for his birthday, and he's uh, he's he's played with that more than he has anything. Well, he needs to work on that guitar. I mean, it's, it should come easy for him because he's been around it so much. He's picked up a couple chords. Uh, he he. He enjoys it. We hear him. He sings all the time. Uh, he sings in the shower. He sings in his bedroom when he's in there. Just We'll think he's in there watching TV, and we'll start hearing sounds come out. Uh, well, the thing about it is that like with me trying to learn to play, play the guitar, I got the chords down. I couldn't strum. I couldn't get the rhythm. Couldn't get the rhythm. Yeah, and I don't know whether that's just because I just don't have any rhythm or whether I just never could do it. And I, I've tried about three or four different times to try to learn how to play. And uh, and then I see these people that just they just pick it up and it's just like, how do you do that? <laughs> I mean, you just it just seems automatic for for some of you. Yeah, sure. And, and some people they don't have to do anything. They just pick it up and they play it. But not me. So. My dad tried to get me to play for years and and I just never picked it up. He had given me a guitar and always wanted me to play with him and I never could. I I I, I knew the chords but I didn't. And a good friend of mine come down when I was 15 years old and asked me, did I want to learn how to play a song with him? We went in my bedroom, and two hours later, I come out and knew seven chords on the guitar. See, see that, that's that's a gift. Yes, sir. Do you, do you know Henry Miller? Does that ring a bell to you? Yes, it does. The pastor's down in Woodville? Yes, sir. And, and he's been on my show many, many times, and he talked about his, he just prayed one night. He said, Lord, I want to learn how to do that. And he just picked it up and played it. And he's, now he plays all over the country and, and got CDs and all this Amen. kind of stuff. All right, we're going to play one more, and this feature does feature Gus. Uh, what's well, it called? Well, once my clothes were ragged. I'm drawing a blank. Okay. 
Gus and I, I remember seeing him over there at American Legion when you all were there. <laughs> he gets excited about it. He gets it. I think he'd just take over if you let him. Uh, there's been one thing that we did up in Alabama, and he sure tried. We, that's the first time we ever put a mic stand up in front of him, and he never left the stage that day. What well, a thing about it is that uh, uh, when he is there and he, and he grows up with it, because he'll, he'll be able to make his, up his mind whether it's something he wants to do or not. But uh, at least one thing about it, you won't have to worry about him having any stage fright. Amen. <laughs> he got past that real quick. <laughs> well, the thing about it is that you all are doing what God, what you feel like God's called you to do. Yes, sir. And uh, I always say this about the groups and stuff. It's, it's a sacrifice because when you're out doing this, you're not taking care of things at your house, and there's also, there's always chores that we need to get done. You're having to raise the funds to go. Now, you all travel an automobile? just Yes, sir. So, I mean, you're not dealing with a bus or anything like that. But uh, you know, some of these groups, when they're on the road all the time, they have these buses and stuff. And man, those things—they live are, on them. Yeah, they're very expensive. Yes, to, sir. To be able to maintain them, but it's a calling. And uh, and I always say this. I mean, like for me to be able to do a show like I do on Saturday nights, I have to have music, and uh, and I, I keep trying to come up with more music to have more of a variety and things like that. And I say, oh, thank God for these these groups that. 
This is what they've dedicated their life to do. And they could be singing country, they could be singing pop, they could be singing all these things, but they chose to sing the gospel. And I appreciate it. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm always on the hunt for, <laughs> for, for music to play. Uh, but the thing is, is it, it is a calling, but it's also a commitment. Yes, sir. And then you talk about even to be able to find the time to get all you different ones in a group from different parts. I mean, I know you don't live too far from one another, but to get you together, to, to spend a night, to be able to work on new songs and practice, that's that takes time, and that's it's a sacrifice because you've all got jobs. You're all uh, what you call bivocational, right? I mean, there's none of you that's doing this full time. No, sir. So you got to get up every morning, and go to work like everybody else. Amen. And then, then uh, if you got to take a weekend, and you're also involved in your church and these things, it's a sacrifice. And uh, I just appreciate people who want to do it, <laughs> as I say, to hone their craft. <laughs> Amen. That's uh, just like the first song we played tonight, The Day I Got Lost. And and when we done that, I, I had not done it two or three times, but the first time we sang it, we had not been able to practice it. Uh, as we were riding to the thing, I pulled my guitar out in the in the truck, and I said, guys, y'all need to listen to this because I, I feel drawn to do it tonight, and, and we need to do it. And they listened to it a couple times of me doing it there in the in the vehicle, and here we go. <laughs> this guy like to say, okay, Lord, this is, this is the moment. This is the hour. We need the anointing to be here. And thank God for us. When you go and you go to the church and stuff, do you do you see a lot of times where people come to, to Christ through your music? And We've seen that, yes, sir. Uh, during the Blue Crab Festival this year, and, and, you know, God was in it from the beginning, but we had wound up without the group that we had scheduled to come with us. They had an illness in the group and was not going to be able to make it. And at the last minute, we're scrambling trying to find somebody. And the young lady we found brought a friend with her that was lost. And just the love and compassion she was showed there from the audience that night. On the way back home, she asked the Lord in her heart. Wow, that's great. You know what? I've let my time get away from me. We need to have a word of prayer. It's time for us to go. Amen, brother. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for 316, for Highway 316, and Father, for Brother Barry, and for this group, and Father, for the ministry that you've called them to do. Father, your blessings be upon them, I pray. And Lord, we pray for all of our pastors. We God, we pray for our country. We pray for your kingdom, oh God. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Until Amen. next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.